This is a Net News Network headline news brought to you by the Behind the Line podcast, bringing you all the crazy, chaotic news from around the United States and the world. Tune in to what you won't hear the MSN talking about. Well, here we are, post-election Thursday, November 10th, and no red wave. It's not looking good. We will probably take the House, but the Senate is still up in the air, and if I had to guess, that's going to swing blue. And why is that with so much going on that the country continued to vote for the same garbage? Well, a poll released by Newsweek today shows 63% of Americans support a new round of stimulus checks from the federal government to combat inflation. You can't fight inflation with more stimulus checks. That's what caused the inflation, idiots. So the fact is, when you've got 63% of the population that wants to be on the government's teat, then they're not going to vote for the party that wants to cut spending. You've got a president who has run this country into the ground, literally. Sky-high record inflation, second-worst stock market in history since Jimmy Carter, and I'm guessing we're going to pass that real soon. Historic supply chain shortages that we've never seen in our lifetimes. Gas prices out of control, LPG prices out of control, diesel out of control, diesel running out, LPG running out. We have a president shipping our gas and LPG to foreign countries when we need it here at home. But hey, maybe he'll give you some stimulus check that'll last for five minutes. Instant gratification, that's what people are about these days. It's not the long term, it's not looking down the road at the future. It's what can I get right now? How can I satisfy myself right now? The fact that you have a state that elected a man who is brain damaged from a stroke, we've all seen it in his nationally televised debates where he can't put together a coherent sentence How is this guy going to serve the people at a federal level? Does this make any sense whatsoever? And people leaving the polling said the reason they didn't vote for Oz was because they didn't feel he lived in Pennsylvania long enough and could really represent them. And that Fetterman supported abortion. So... Abortion, somehow, in your mind, trumps all these other problems that are going on. The amount of money you have to spend every day, every month to survive, but you're more worried about some woman's right to abortion who was too lazy or chose not to use contraception. Seriously? Arizona had voting machine problems, malfunctions as soon as voting started, and this is a key state for Republicans. Oh, somebody entered the password too many times to get into the voting machine, so we're locked out. Seriously? We're expected to believe this. 
And on top of all the other financial things going on, you've got the cryptocurrency market, which is being ravaged right now. Bitcoin below 16,000. But this is what... This is what we've decided as a country that is the best course forward. The West Coast, of course, historically blue, continues to be in Washington State, where I am the Republican challenger to Patty Murray. Tiffany Smiley was defeated in about 15 minutes when polls opened, even though polling had shown her just a couple days ago being within... 1% of Patty Murray, that it was basically a statistical tie. But somehow, as soon as the polls opened and they counted the first round of ballots, she was over 200,000 votes ahead of Tiffany Smiley. How does that happen? How is that possible? I get that most of the votes in this state come from Seattle, King County, so they have always historically controlled the direction of this state, even though much of the state is red. But the district I live in, one of the only red districts on the west side of the state, is going blue for the first time. Joe Kent was trying to take the place of Jamie Herrera Butler Joe Kent backed by Trump, and he is being defeated by some basically unknown grandma, Democrat, auto repair mechanic, apparently, who I've never even heard of, never saw any ads for her, nothing. And here she is beating Joe Kent in a historically red district. How is this possible? It's a sad state of affairs, but um, there's really not much we can do about it. And uh, I feel like this is the time we need to be pushing for term limits. Money needs to be taken out of politics. It, it has made a situation where whoever spends the most money seems to win their spot. And it needs to be taken out. Money never was meant to be this big of a player in politics. There should be term limits across the board for every political position. We don't need these people sitting in their elected offices for 30 years or more. They lose touch. They're all a bunch of rich politicians that are out of touch with people anyway, but they don't belong Politics was never about being in a career position. It was about going and serving your country for a few years and then going back to whatever job you came from. A lot of these people have never even had a regular job. They've just been politicians their whole life. Well, Biden gave a speech at the White House Wednesday celebrating the lack of a red wave in the midterm elections. Biden was asked if he'd do anything differently as Democrats are poised to lose control of Congress. 75% of voters say the country is heading in the wrong direction despite the results of last night. What in the next two years do you intend to do differently to change people's opinion about the direction of the country, particularly as you come? 
contemplate a run for president in 2024, a reporter asked him. Nothing, Biden replied, because they're just finding out what we're doing. The more they know about what we're doing, the more support there is. During his speech, Biden had framed the results of the midterm elections as a victory for the Democrats because they did not suffer as great of losses as was predicted. However, Democrats will almost certainly lose control of the House and may still lose the Senate as voters are still votes are still being tabulated in Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia. An eye-popping exit poll also found 75% of Americans think the economy is poor or not good right now. No kidding, Americans. But instead of voting for change, you voted for the same. And he just admitted that nothing is going to change. Biden, in his speech, insisted he created stable and sustained growth in the economy despite three consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth and record high inflation. This is what you want. You want somebody to just tell you what you want to hear, lie to your face, even though you can clearly look around and see what's going on for yourself. President Joe Biden will meet Monday with President Xi Jinping on the sidelines of next week's Group of 20 summit in Bali, Indonesia. A face-to-face meeting that comes amid increasingly strained U.S.-China relations, the White House announced Thursday, will be the first in-person meeting between the leaders of the world's two biggest economies since Biden became president in January 2021. and comes weeks after Xi was awarded a norm-breaking third five-year term as the Chinese Communist Party leader. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said in a statement, the leaders will meet to discuss efforts to maintain and deepen lines of communication between the two countries and to responsibly manage competition and work together where our interests align, especially on transnational challenges that affect the international community. The White House has been working with Chinese officials over the last several weeks to arrange the meeting. Biden on Wednesday told reporters that he intended to discuss with Xi growing tensions between Washington and Beijing over the self-ruled island of Taiwan, trade policies, Beijing's relationship with Russia, and more. I'll tell you where Chinese interests align, not with the U.S., They align with Iran, Russia, and North Korea. Merging interests are motivating China, Iran, Russia, and North Korea to increasingly work together and create an alternative world order, said Frank Gaffney, executive chairman of the Center for Security Policy. One might call it an access of evil between China, which is the most important player in the mix, Russia, Iran, and North Korea too. Those who are now working hand-in-glove to bring about a new world order. That is a hackneyed phrase, but I think it's what they strive for, Gaffney said in an interview on October 24th with NTD, a sister media outlet of the Epoch Times. China's increasingly aggressive communist regime has speedily allied with despotic powers around the world, causing concerns about a second Cold War between two competing blocs led by it and the United States. They wish to dominate the world for evil, and we are the impediment to their realization of that ambition, said Gaffney, adding that the Center for Security Policy recently published a book titled The CCP is at War with America, which explains how China wants to obtain the status of sovereign of the world. 
So they are collaborating on the ground in Ukraine. They're doing nuclear weapons, simulated attacks in places like Russia and China. They're collaborating and buying up Russian oil that's sanctioned, Iranian oil that's sanctioned, and in some cases moving it to the rest of the world to the profit of China and the sanctioned nations. Chinese leader Xi Jinping, who recently secured an unprecedented third term, is scheduled to meet U.S. President Joe Biden, as I said, the G20 summit next week in Bali. There is no negotiating with people or countries like that. They know Biden is weak. What a joke. And our Canadian neighbors to the north have gone full crazy on gun control. The buying, selling, and transferring of new handguns in Canada is now officially outlawed, according to a cabinet order made November 9th under the Firearms Act. The order comes after the federal government announced a freeze on handgun importations in August and Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino saying in Oct on October 21st that the ban was in effect. Applications to transfer guns received prior to yesterday's deadline will still be processed, said Mendocino's department, albeit at a much slower rate than normal due to backlogs. The handgun freeze is authorized under pending legislation outlined in Bill C-21, which seeks to make a number of amendments to both the Criminal Code and Firearms Act. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau called C-21 one of the strongest actions we've taken on gun violence in a generation. We have frozen the market for handguns in this country, Trudeau said during a press conference in Surrey, B.C. on October 21st. Bill C-21 is currently undergoing a House of Commons committee review. Yes, folks, you won't be able to protect yourselves, and now only the criminals who don't care about your little laws will have the guns. The Liberals' handgun ban has received criticism from a number of policing organizations across Canada, with officials from Toronto, Edmonton, and Regina Police Forces expressing doubts about the legislation's effectiveness. Freezing the importation of, Ill of legal firearms does nothing to stop the flow of the illegal ones, said Toronto Police Association President John Reed in a previous interview with the Epoch Times. Both the Regina and Edmonton Police Service chiefs told parliamentary committees in October that the handgun ban doesn't effectively target the illegal flow of firearms, which they said has the greatest impact on crime rates. In a statement, the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police called for intensified border controls to help stop the illegal flow of firearms into Canada from the U.S., in February, the Public Safety Committee heard from the National President of the Customs and Immigration Union that just one millionth of all rail cargo is inspected when crossing the border. In other words, there's almost a 0% chance that any illegal weapons, or anything else for that matter, entering the country via rail will ever be found, said Mark Weber in his testimony on February 1st. Trudeau said on October 21st that the federal government is making investments to help the Canadian Border Security Agency better search cargo before it enters Canada. Our liberal government is reinforcing our borders and giving law enforcement the tools and resources they need to stop illegal gun smuggling, he said. Well, I guess it'll be interesting to watch this unfold so close to our own country and what sort of effect that has on crime up there. None, I'm guessing.
because, like I said, criminals don't follow laws, so the only thing this applies to is law-abiding citizens who are going to be hurt by this law. This will be every Democrat in America's wet dream watching this happen and unfold in Canada, and no doubt they'll be pushing hard for this depending on how the winds of politics blow down here over the next few days. So speaking of crime and liberals and their Democrat blue cities where they're so safe and crime is down, like they told you before the election, right? Well, have you heard that if you live in certain parts of Illinois, specifically Chicago, that a certain car insurance company may deny you the ability to have car insurance because so many cars are being stolen from those areas that it doesn't make sense for them to provide insurance services, which we are required to have by law. So how's that going to work? You can't get insurance, you can't drive your car. And I can see this becoming a problem throughout the United States. Vehicle theft data provided by the National Crime Information Center, NCIC, indicates over 745,000 vehicles have been stolen in the first three quarters of 2022, with over 250,000 having been reported to law enforcement since the end of June. This is a 24% increase compared to the same time period in 2019. If this trend continues, totals could exceed 1 million stolen vehicles nationally by the end of the year and surpass pre-pandemic highs of more than 100,000 stolen vehicles. Vehicle thefts in the U.S. are the highest they've been since 2008. So if you can get insurance or continue to get insurance, I guarantee you the rates for our insurance are going to skyrocket in order to cope with these increased claims because of all these cars being stolen. Just one more great thing about blue cities and Democrat policies and Democrats approach to crime or lack thereof but hey that's not important right because that's not what we voted for but i guarantee you when crime comes and touches you or your family it's going to suddenly mean something to you and you're going to wish that you had voted for people who would do something about it or at least attempt to do something about it Here's something else you should be keenly aware of as far as supply chains and shortages go with Christmas coming. Remember that railroad worker strike that Biden supposedly averted? Well, yeah, it wasn't actually averted. It was just put on the back burner. The threat of a nationwide strike by U.S. freight railroad workers is still looming. Two unions have rejected a proposed deal with the railroads, while six have approved it. Others are still deciding with votes of the two largest rail workers' unions coming mid-November. If they don't approve that contract, I guarantee you we're going to have major supply shortages in this country. Most of our freight moves by rail. And yes, they got nice big raises, but that's not what they were actually looking for. They were looking for time off. They get like one paid sick day, which is absolutely ridiculous, and 
the, the main problem is that on their days off, they're subject to being on call. And from what I've seen and the rail workers I've talked to, I've had family who worked for Burlington Northern, they could never plan anything on their two days off because they always got called back to work. And they're gone for long periods of time. It's not conducive to having a family or a life outside of work. And it's not conducive to modern working conditions. Nobody should be subject to that kind of work. And the fact that their unions don't do something about it just speaks to the effectiveness of unions. This is just another one of those things that Biden got postponed or pushed back until after the midterm elections because had that thing broke off back in September or early October, whenever it was, uh, September, I believe, that would have been probably disastrous for the midterm elections if the railroads were shut down. And keep in mind, if you're on the East Coast and you use rail to get to and from work, it's going to affect that as well. Any commuter trains that travel on the freight-owned tracks will not be able to operate. And I wonder if the G20 summit people are going to talk at all about this Tonga Hunga Hupaya eruption that occurred in the South Pacific in January that sent a massive ash plume into the sky where it reached 187,000 feet. The result was a cloud of darkness that created a global dimming effect that will probably be felt for years to come with reduced crop yields. The eruption is said to be the first ever recorded that broke through the third layer of the atmosphere called the mesosphere. Because of this, by the way, hundreds of climate scientists have called for Bill Gates' sun-dimming projects to be immediately halted, or the spraying of the skies, you know, uh, that hasn't been happening for years, but now, uh, yeah, now, yeah, we've been doing that. They finally admit that. Uh, it's extraordinarily, it's extraordinary result, as we have never seen a cloud of any type of this tall before, said Dr. Simon Proud, who authored a study about the eruption. Furthermore, the ability to estimate the height in the way we did using the parallax method is only possible. Now that we have good satellite coverage, it wouldn't have been possible a decade or so ago. More energy than the SAR Bomba, the most powerful nuclear bomb ever detonated, was released by the volcano, which blasted 20,000 Olympic swimming pools worth of water straight into the stratosphere. The massive atmospheric river, so to speak, blanketed portions of the earth with sun-blocking moisture, not to mention all the ash and the other particular debris that went soaring. Due to the ozone layer absorbing solar ultraviolet radiation, temperatures in the stratosphere and mesosphere actually increase with height. Reports explain about the phenomenon that occurred. It has been said that a single volcanic eruption blasts more warming chemicals into the air than several years' worth of humans driving vehicles. This makes volcanoes the number one cause of global warming. Volcanic eruptions are also a major cause of crop-destroying climate change. It would seem as they interfere with natural sunlight reaching the surface of the Earth 
as intended. It is important to point this out because too many climate fanatics are oblivious to the fact that nature itself is engaging in climate destructive behavior. So should we ban nature and force it to go green? Such a question, of course, makes no sense, but it puts into perspective all the climate lunacy that passes as science these days. Lunacy that is paid for with your tax dollars, by the way. There are hundreds of volcanoes erupting around the world, and you can go online and look for them yourself, that are putting the greenhouse gas into the atmosphere. But they never talk about that. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want you to think about the natural causes that cause this stuff. Nope. They just want you to believe that it's humans and cattle and, like I talked about recently, your dogs. And here's one more bit of good news to keep in mind. There is a global wheat shortage coming U.S. exports a record amount of wheat in September, all the while other countries are stockpiling. There is no strategic grain reserve in the United States. It was liquidated over a decade ago. The U.S. has sent over 3 million tons to destinations like China, Mexico, and the Philippines. Well, they are leaving us desperately low of something we need to survive here in our own country. Just like diesel, just like natural gas. America first. Thank you for listening to Net News Network Headline News brought to you by the Behind the Line podcast. For more, you can listen to us at the Behind the Line Podcast.com or right here on Net News Network. We can also be found on Facebook, YouTube, Truth Social, Parlor, Gab, Twitter, Telegram, Reddit, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and anywhere else your favorite podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe and share.